Bless God, bless God. I tell you what, glory, glory, glory in Excelsior Day, A.O. And so we thank you all again for that message in song. Well, good morning once again, everybody. Our scripture verse uh, that we're going to really highlight this morning said in verse number 41 in the New King James Version that at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost or what we also call the Holy Spirit. As the Lord has led us this morning, can we talk to you all a little bit about the subject of take the leap? I'll say that again for us. Why don't we take the leap? Let us pray. Oh, eternal God, our Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we can stand here on our own accord, Lord Jesus, in your mighty presence and get ready to rightly divide your word of truth. We ask, oh God, that you will be with us, stand by us, gird us up, oh God, prop us up on every leaning side, and we ask most importantly that you will put us on the decrease, uh, hide us behind your cross so that you will come shining brightly through, that people will not hear or see Keith and our answer, but they will hear and see you through us. We thank you right now, God. We ask you if your word will contain its transforming power that people who are listening, that have an ear to hear, will be able to know and to understand, oh God, what you are saying to your people. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and bless the Lord. Let me, uh, by way of, uh, I guess, a little bit of uh, background on the text, uh, get us started this morning. And as we take a look at the writing through the book of Luke. You, you see, this book of Luke uh, shows up in many sermons during this season of Advent uh, because Luke just has a way of, of bringing forth the very message of the birth of Christ to his readers. Uh, we really don't know a whole lot about Luke or, or who he is. Uh, we do know and believe that he was a Gentile for Paul tells us over in Colossians chapter 4, verses 10 through 14, that he was of the uncircumcised. And that was a metaphor for saying that, that, that Luke won't Jewish, okay? Uh -huh. he, he was a Gentile, uh, and which probably helps us to understand how it is that Luke gives so much attention, uh, his attention in his writing uh, to the Gentiles in Luke as well as in the book of Acts. Although he himself was not an eyewitness to the events of his writing details, he has learned of what Jesus did through those who saw it for themselves. Oh, come on, somebody. Luke is a meticulous writer. He is a historian of sorts, offering details that helps to identify the historical context of the events uh, that he describes. Oh, I love him. I, I love him. He gives us the fullest account of the nativity than any other gospel writer. Uh, his writing is what you might call polished uh, in its literal 
literary style. It is in Luke alone that we hear the report about the unusual circumstances surrounding the birth of John the Baptist. And we've come to know John, Pastor Keith, as the forerunner to the Messiah, whom our text speaks of. But before we land there, notice how Luke gives prominence to two women, Mary and Elizabeth. They play significant human roles in our story. Am I, am I right about it, Pastor Keith? This is not unusual for Luke, for he does seem to have an affinity for sharing the good news through the eyes of a woman. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it, uh, Minister Swan. Uh, but at the outset of the story, we see that Mary has just begun, has just been visited by an angel named Gabriel, um, who brought her a message letting her know that she has found favor with God and that she would conceive and give birth to a son. And she's to put on the birth certificate. Jesus as his name, and that he would be called great and called the son of the most high. We find that in Luke 1, 30 through 32. It is in the same conversation that Mary has with this angel is that Gabriel gives the news that her cousin Elizabeth, who was old and had been barren, is now in her six-month gestation. Uh, for nothing really is impossible with God. Uh, I didn't want to leave that out of the text this morning, Pastor Keith. Um, and so uh, I, I believe that we understand that Mary is, of course, confused and bewildered about his message for a whole lot of reasons, yet she humbly submits to the will of God by giving her response. She says, well, I am the servant of the Lord. And so I believe that you are telling me the truth, and I pray that what you told me will come to pass. Uh-huh, that's, that, that's paraphrasing what, what, what uh, Mary had to say. And so the next thing we read is that Mary has packed her overnight bag and is headed to see her cousin Elizabeth, who lives in the hills of Judea, where Zechariah is. Uh -huh. When Mary got to the house, I'm sure it was a great surprise to Elizabeth because, you know, back then you couldn't let people know you were coming right away. Amen. There was no texting. There was no telephone. And you couldn't even get the pigeon to take it from your house to her house and, 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 and be sure that it would arrive in the right place. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, Elizabeth was excited and surprised and overjoyed, as I'm sure it maybe had been a little while since they had been in each other's company. I know how glad I am, Pastor Keith, when I can see my family when it's been a while. We have great smiles 
and we began to laugh and, and the hugs seemed to go on. You know, the embrace uh, is so good to see. Uh, and that is the indication uh, that we're happy to see one another. And this is where the theme in our verse shows up this morning, because in verse number 41, it tells us that something happened inside Elizabeth when Mary came in and greeted her. We see two things that take place that Luke brings forward. The first thing is that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and number two, that the baby she is growing in her womb, leaped, and some places say jumped for joy. This was not just a fetal kick, as we may call it, but rather baby John acts with purpose and intention in the presence of the Lord, whom he will one day follow and one day die for. Oh, my, 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 there's something happening in this text uh, that, that, that's deeper than the eye can see. Um, you see, upon close observation, we must note here that there are two women uh, who are pregnant uh, and they are greeting one another. Now, some uh, uh, commenters might say, well, it's not apparent uh, that Mary is pregnant yet. But, but by the reaction that's taking place in baby John, something tells me that something is going on yeah. inside of Mary. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, God, Dr. Brown, can I just tell you this? Uh, but the amazing thing uh, is that the two fetuses in utero that they are carrying uh, recognize uh, one another. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, that's deep, Pastor Keith. Uh, Jesus uh, and his cousin John um, are still deep in the recesses of their mother's wounds, uh, hidden from the world. Yet in our story, we see a miracle taking place because they both clearly present themselves as who they are. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I, can I, can, can we, can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? You see, there is, what is going on is a praise is going on in the house. So, yeah, Elizabeth becomes the confirming voice of that that what the angel has said is true. And Mary is having a baby and she's carrying Elizabeth's Lord. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I don't know, Pastor Keith, I don't know. But it, it would be something if we all had that same kind of spirit today when the Lord shows up in our midst. Uh, if we would just have a quickening in our souls when the Lord makes his presence known. I, I believe it's difficult for us in the 21st century to leap for joy, even when miracles are in our midst. Uh, we often are afraid and timid uh, to jump when we can't really see where we might land if we do. Oh, who am I talking to this morning? I'm talking to somebody who 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 needs to who needs to take a leap this morning. 
Oh, but 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 something in you. There's something in you that's 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 holding you back. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you a quick little story, and then we'll let Pastor Keith have his have his moment. But but there was a a, a Danish philosopher, and if you study uh, church history, come on, say amen, somebody, you will have learned about uh, a, a, a philosopher by the name of Soren Kierkegaard. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells uh, of a story of a man who is trapped on the edge of a cliff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There, there, there is a roaring fire a, a few yards away from the man, and that if he doesn't move quick and fast and in a hurry, uh, in a matter of just a few moments, Pastor Keith, uh, he will be burned up. Uh, I'm talking consumed by the flames uh, that are slowly or, or, or fiercely uh, approaching where he is. Um, uh -huh, if he doesn't get out of the way, uh, he, he gonna be burnt uh, out of the way. Uh -huh. And so as the man uh, stands there and looks over the edge, uh, you all ever been someplace, uh, ever gone to the Grand Canyon or to some high elevation and you, you look over just to kind of see what's going on, uh-huh, and you look over the edge, uh-huh, well, the man looked over the edge and it looked like a, a pretty scary sight down there, uh, and, but a voice calls out to the man that says, jump! Uh, but the man looks down and he can't see nothing but smoke uh, and all of the darkness that comes with it. Um, and, and, and he says, so the man yells out to the voice. Uh, he says, but I can't see you. And so the voice uh, from the bottom of the cliff uh, yells back at the man. Uh, he says, jump anyway. Uh, because I can see you. Oh, isn't it great, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, when we get ourselves into a position uh, where we might can't see our way, um, but there's something, uh, uh, you feel like there's something that's pushing you to leap uh, and jump anyway. Oh, you weren't 100% sure of what would be happening to you if you just took that leap, uh, uh, if you just uh, uh, just stepped off, uh, the, off that cliff, but, but something deep within you was saying to you that, that you need to step forward anyhow. Oh, Pastor Keith, Pastor Keith, get ready, get ready, because in a minute he's going to come and explain our three major points today and to help us to understand that leap theory, uh, if you will, um, to help us with our understanding today. Uh, but can I start first? Uh, because our first point is going to remind us um, to take a leap of faith. Uh, yeah, we yeah. all know in our text that the text is not implying that the baby John was leaping from one place to another. Okay. Uh, he wasn't trying to jump out of the womb uh, uh, like we would, like, or like somebody would like jump out of a window or, or like the man in our story was jumping off of a high place uh, where he didn't know where he was going to land. Uh, but, but the leap or the jump that his mother felt was an indication that John was already experiencing and exhibiting faith in the presence of God. Uh, you see, in other words, he couldn't see Jesus, uh, but he had faith that he was there. Oh, who am I helping already this morning? Uh, he couldn't hear and speak, uh, yet he had faith early on that 
when he spoke, he would move mountains. He had not had first-hand knowledge like our psalmist in Psalm 34 and 8, where he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But he could tell that there was something good about the one who was to come. Oh, John had not even seen the miracles that Jesus would perform as he moved about the region, but he had faith that his healings would happen in his name like never before. Oh, come on, Pastor Keith, while I move out of the way and get me a drink, because he's going to tell you a little bit more about this legal thing. Oh, help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, oh God. Amen, amen, Help amen. us, oh God. The leap of faith continued. The leap of faith occurred in the scriptures and at the very sound of Hi. Mary's voice to Elizabeth. Yeah. The very sound Hi. of Mary's voice. The New King James Version says, Pastor I, that her heart leaped at Ooh. the sound. She did not know immediately why, but apparently her baby in her womb, who under normal circumstances, Minister Swan, uh, would not have known anything while in the room. But at this point, the baby leaped and flipped in the womb by faith. Hallelujah. It's good to know today that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Woo. If you remember your Bible out of Hebrews 11 and 1. Uh, and so people of God, even yeah. when we are incapable uh -huh. of knowing the outcome mm. with Jesus on our side, with Jesus in our midst, with Jesus taking control, we have to take a leap of faith anyway. Sometimes it's just the sound of the Spirit of God. Just the sound that will guide our faith. Hallelujah. I like the sound because it's like the when the hills are alive with the sound of music. I know y'all have heard that little saying before uh, from that movie. Well, we become alive when the sound of the Spirit is within us. I hope I got some witnesses out there. I hope you're understanding me and you're hearing me because we need to know that sometimes it's just the way it happens as the King James, New King James scripture says, that will guide our faith. Sometimes it's just the circumstances that come in our lives that will guide our faith. Sometimes it's just things that come that will guide our faith. Because for us, a leap of faith will require us to take the next step that usually has some risk involved. It means doing something even when we are not certain of the outcome, as we have said time and time before. But can I remind you that today that taking a leap of faith and throwing yourself into the unknown can have its reward. When you surrender yourself into the work and will of God, some amazing things can happen and will happen in your life. When Pastor I and I decided to follow God and start RCM2, it was a leap of faith. 
But look at what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Because we let go of our fears. Uh, Pastor, I gave up a, a successful career in nursing. And, and we dared to dream that with God's help, we could make a difference in the kingdom of God. So take a page from Mary's book, who took a leap of faith, even though she didn't understand all that she was taking that was taking place in and around her. She didn't have the full revelation as to the impact that saying yes unto the Lord God would, would have on her life as she said, I am a servant of the Lord. And I am stepping out in faith. Not only do we understand that the Bible says that faith is unseen, it also reminds us that it is the substance of things hoped for, which leads us to our next point. Somebody out there has got to take a leap of hope. You've got to take a leap of hope. Let me tell you quick personal story. In 1999, uh, when Lexus first came out with the first wildly popular uh, RX 300 SUV, that revolutionized the non-existent SUV market because they were the first ones to pretty much come out with an SUV, sport utility vehicle. And I was in the position to purchase one for my wife for Christmas. Brand spanking new, yo. She didn't know how to act once she received it. She just was like, oh my goodness. And when I gave her the keys, she could not believe it. Not for Christmas. He, he was such an awesome guy. He, he was and such an awesome guy she was married to. Yes, he was as well. Oh Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Y'all forgive me for that. But I gave it to her for Christmas. And I, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I am I'm just uh, pointing out the blessing of God and so thankful that God allowed me to be able to do such a wonderful thing for my wife. So I'm bragging on God, not on Pastor Brown and Brown. I, I hope I got some witnesses out there who can brag on the goodness of God out there. Uh, but that SUV was fully loaded heated seats, cruise control, superior stereo system, key controlled windows where you could put the key in and you turn it one way and all the windows would go down at one time. Uh, it had an uncompromising sporty look and it was a four wheel drive that was extremely good in the snow. Pastor I was looking good driving it to work every day. Oh yeah, she had a smile on her face and so did I. Well, as the Lord would have it, over time, that good looking SUV got older and older and older and had over 200 and something thousand miles on it. And so we had begun the talk of giving it to our son to drive. So our son began to take the leap of hope. He was hoping that dad and mom would indeed let him have it before he graduated from high school. The hope is best defined by the feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And so it is a feeling of trust 
Faith says it is so now. And hope says it's in the future. It could happen. Hope shows us in the passages of scripture this morning as Mary and Elizabeth both have a feeling of expectation for the future. Elizabeth's baby, John, prepares the way for the Messiah to come in the future. And in Matthew 3 and 11, John proclaims, I baptize with water those who repent and turn to God. But someone is coming who is greater than I, so much greater that I am not worthy to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Mary carries hope in her heart. She will be blessed among all women and that the baby she now carries is not only blessed now, but will be a blessing to all those who believe in him. So this leap of hope, both in the scriptures and in our own lives is initiated from the spirit of the living God. Psalm 121 says, it is a song of essence and it reminds us to lift up our eyes to the hills. Where does my help or my hope come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. For he who watches over Israel never sleeps or slumbers. When our hope is in him, when we trust in him, we can hope we really have big dreams. We can have huge goals. We can even have happy endings. When we take a leap of hope in the master, we can rest assured that God is forever strong, never disappointing always present and eternally faithful. So once we have taken our leap of faith and our leap of hope, then the next logical step is to experience the leap into J-O-Y, joy. So take the leap of joy. Now let me go back to my previous story. So soon after we made the decision to give our son the car, our son began doing what we're illustrating as the third point. Oh, he had the leap of joy like never before. You see, the leap of joy was written all over him. Just the thought of getting a whole car fully loaded with zero payments uh, made him overjoyed, made him excited about the prospect of having something to drive whenever and wherever he wanted there was what I would call a severe leap of joy for him because his parents understood exactly what he was thinking. They had had the kind of joy like that before because it had happened to each one of them where cars, old cars, were given to them so that they could have something to drive. Amen. Praise God for those gifts. And the scripture clearly shows us that why we must have a leap of joy. This is a clear, it's clear because the knowledge that Mary was carrying the baby Jesus, the light of the world. Let it be known that the extraordinary tidings were on the way. 
Let it be known that the extraordinary blessings were on the way. Let it be known that extraordinary signs and wonders were on their way. And the extraordinary light was on its way. This shall be a sign unto you. So people of God, we want you to know that the scripture is teaching us here that we have universal joy at the Lord's coming. That even if it hadn't come yet, that he will come and bring joy to your finances. If it hadn't come yet, that he will come and bring joy to your unjust situations. That even if it hadn't come yet, he will bring joy in the midst of your misunderstanding. Uh, if it hasn't come yet, Pastor, I, he will bless you even when all hell is breaking loose in your household. I hope I'm helping somebody out there this morning. And not only that, but when you leap for joy, those connected to you will leap for joy also because God will bless them. Joy in the hope of an end to COVID. So the vaccine is now being distributed. Joy in sorrow. Joy for tomorrow. Joy in every thing, even when it's seemingly no joy for today. Take the leap anyway. Remember that the, the leap that John took when Mary greeted his mother. There was joy in the presence of Jesus. Because not every day will be sunshine and roses. But even in the midst of it all, if we take the leap of faith, we take the leap of hope, and we take the leap of joy. Joy, unspeakable joy, will be ours. In Jesus, who is the light of the world. Come on, Pastor. I didn't finish it. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Pastor Keith, for taking us through those areas that we must understand that require us to take a leap of every now and then. And before we just uh, close here, our final uh, story just reminds uh, 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 all of us of how good God is. We talked about Vincent and how he came into a, a car like he did and, and, and time rolled on and we ran into a similar situation when it was time for Alicia to uh, drive and to be able to get from here to there and, and from there to here. And it looked like to us that there was no way that that was going to happen. But as the Lord would have it, our family member came through and said, I got one sitting right in my yard that I don't even drive. But if you want it, come get it. And we bless God for how he showed up in our lives because it gave our daughter that leap that she needed in her heart, that leap of faith and that leap of hope. And of course, uh, when the, on the day of driving it away came that good leap of joy. We just want you to know that God can just do some things sometimes if we would but step out uh, and, and trust him at his word to do what he said he was going to do. And we know uh, by that story and so many others that we really can't be God-given no matter how 
we try. But as we look at our text uh, for the last minute here, that uh, in the final analysis in our story this morning, we find that Elizabeth uh, and Mary have been those shining examples uh, of what it means to hold on to faith, uh, though we have not seen, uh, to hold on to hope, uh, although what we are expecting uh, will not show up uh, until our future time. And we can have that unspeakable joy because no matter what life brings, Pastor Keith, no matter what the situation, no matter what it looks like, the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. Hallelujah. When Elizabeth, as our text has told us, is the greeting of Mary, her baby leaped for joy. I'm glad about it, Pastor Keith, that the scripture is very clear. Elizabeth doesn't say that the baby leaped because he felt like it was time to move. He doesn't say, she doesn't say the baby leaped because his mommy needed to know that he was still alive. But there was something more to his leap. There was something more to that jump. John leaped as a way of saying to his mother and to his cousin Mary that they were in the presence of a holy God. And when he says the leap, we've got to leap. We need to take that leap of faith. Dare to take that leap of hope to the one that's yet to come and to take that leap of joy because just as he came in the form of a baby in a manger, oh, can we remind the church this morning of the living God that he shall come back again as the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. We hope, we hope, we pray that we have encouraged your heart this morning to help you understand that sometimes we just have to take the leap, not because we're always ready, not because everything is all lined up and perfect, not because uh, our, our girlfriend down the street told us, but because the spirit of the living God has shown us that great things can happen. Great things can be in our midst, but sometimes it's going to take a leap to reach what God has placed up there for each and every one of us. We bless you and we thank you. And we say amen. We pray that somebody's heart has been lifted up this morning. There may be somebody who has been like that man standing on the edge saying, but I can't see you. But the voice comes back and we're going to declare this morning that that voice could be the voice of the living God that is reminding you, you can't see me, but I can see you. Amen.